0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, HOLO is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the US. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days risk-free by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox
1: Hello and welcome to this meditation my name is Sister Catherine Herms, and I'm delighted to be able to spend these next 15 or 20 minutes with you. Today I'm going to be starting a series really looking deeply into our middle years, um, those middle years, and what the gospel, what scripture shows us about those years. Often we think of midlife as a time of crisis and of loss. But if we look at the Gospels, we we find many people who in their midlife discover who they truly are. And that's going to be the secret, the spiritual secret that we hope to unwrap together in these coming weeks. So thank you for joining me. And with that, we'll begin. I put the title of this podcast as Blessed be the Lord who has come to us and set us free. You may recognize that title as being from the Canticle of Zechariah. And um, I I think it's a great way to begin. You know, our years of midlife are times of transition of endings, of wanderings, of grieving, but there are also times of new beginnings, of surprises, of unexpected redirection, or unsuspected rewrites to your accepted narrative for the you that you've grown comfortable with. So what do you think about yourself? Let's ask a few questions, perhaps even Open a few doors. What are the stereotypes that you have of yourself? What's the narrative you've accepted as you, as your life? Probably the you that will live out the rest of your days. The you that probably won't ever be much different. Maybe there will be a little tweak, a bit of unexpected happiness to fill a day here or there but not enough to redirect you entirely into into what? Into the reason you were born, into the purpose everything has had to this point, into what everything you've lived and suffered has prepared you for. So today, when I think about my own personal stereotypical adjectives, They would be old, tired, hidden, and last. I'm in the midst of yet another transition, so you can pardon the tired colors that make up the mosaic of me on this last week of January. Take a moment now and jot down some adjectives that describe you deep down, your humanness, your vulnerability. The poverty of where you are in life, in career, in relationships. Are they words that weigh heavily on the soul? Or are they signposts to a new spring where life is worn lightly and the horizons seem bright? It's a simple exercise, almost like taking your temperature. And it's good to know what's going on. Inside, The Gospel of Luke opens with an invitation into the lives of a couple who were blameless in the sight of God. They were childless, and they were very old. When Zechariah was chosen by Lot to serve as a priest before God in the temple of the Lord, he most likely felt himself to be old, perhaps tired, almost finished, Gratefully, he took advantage of this opportunity to serve as a priest in the temple, a privilege that was determined by Lot. Most likely, he didn't expect his life to be steered in that assignment toward becoming the father of John the Baptizer, the one who would make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The adjectives he may have used that morning for his wife, Elizabeth, and himself may have been contented, sad, settled, gray. And he says to the angel who announces the good news that he was to be the father of the one who would go before the Lord to prepare his way, he says, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. When he emerged from the temple of the Lord, after having seen the angel who had announced to him this good news, he may have felt bewildered, uncertain. He, an old man with no children, was now to be the father of the greatest of prophets who would prepare the way for the Messiah. Becoming a father at 20 or 30 is life-changing enough, but as an old man to discover at last your purpose in life as a father, this prospect marked a monumental shift in Zachariah's identity. It doesn't matter how old we are, whether we are in our 40s or 70s or even 90s, The angel of the Lord will appear also to us in order to rearrange our lives, to restart our lives, to cause our self-narratives built up on our own terms, to slip away at the dawning of a fresh beginning on God's terms. These then become our, quote, middle years. Middle years mark a threshold from a life lived in some fashion apart from God, to a life lived in God. At times when I look within myself and and I hear noise, the noise, the seeking, the striving, the holding, the grieving, I hear the noise that that's the throes of a dying ego, an ego that longs to surrender yet, needs somehow to build itself up again. And I pray, Lord, free me from myself, from Catherine, apart from God. In this place where I control my life, where I build my future, where I construct monuments to myself, I live deeply devoid of charity, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. While Zachariah and Elizabeth were righteous before the Lord and kept his law blamelessly, I have to admit that there is so much me, myself, and I wrapped up even in my best moments and my most giving actions. David Brenner in his book Desiring God's Will says, Rollo May notes that without love— Willpower is often little more than a twisted, self centered demonstration of one's own character. It points toward itself. It does not serve the higher purposes of connecting us to others and to life. And that which does not lead to life leads to death. There is no middle ground. Angels come into our life in many disguises. They may come as events or invitations. They may come as announcements, unexpected surprises, changes in one's health, financial or career status, or opportunities. Only when we are willing to recognize that we do not control life can we truly offer our consent to the inflow of grace in the changes announced to us. Only in surrender do they truly become good news. Instead of surrender, Zachariah tried to retain control by requesting the angel to tell him how he could be sure that what he was being told was really going to happen. He said, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. The angel Gabriel shifted Zachariah with these words into a liminal period of silence. Almost a transition period from what was to what would be. A a threshold space between old and new. Between resignation to dreams of a fatherhood that had not been his. To obedience to a fatherhood that fit with perfect precision into the unfolding of salvation history, as his wife conceived the prophet of the Most High, the rising sun, the dawn from on high. The angels God sends to us to make us not just a little different, but to restart us on new paths can be quite jarring, as this angelic appearance was for Zachariah. There is an open secret, though, to the spiritual life, and it's called surrender. We can try our best to get assurances about ourselves, our future, our position with regard to God. We can hope forever that our troubling thoughts and feelings will subside and so we'll finally be at peace. But until we surrender, the fulfillment of our life's vocation that we so long for will elude us. So what do we need to surrender? Our personal needs and desires, attachment to the narrative we've spun about ourselves and our life's meaning, attachment to things being familiar and known, the need to know, the need to understand, the need to control. Surrender everything that makes up your personal identity. And where are you? Who are you? When we surrender, we find ourselves in a liminal space. You're empty, willing, and totally receptive to accept the gift of God. And here you find not emptiness, but being. Not darkness, but light. Not nothing, but all. Not silence, but the beating of a divine heart. Zachariah and Elizabeth simply needed to let themselves be taken down the river of God's plan for them, of how he would work through them for the sake of all. Your middle year shift is toward the restart of a vocation, the ultimate yes to God's design for your life. So what are the opposites, then, of the stereotypes about yourself and your life that you identified a few moments ago? My opposite adjectives are new, refreshed, beginning again, success, belonging, and yours? Imagining, cherishing the opposite of the burdens of the past is one secret for recognizing the transition of the middle years not as loss and ending, but as blessing and gift. So I can say truly, I am hidden, yes. But I can hear the words of Paul to the Colossians, For you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I am last, yes, but I can hear the words of Jesus. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. I am old, yes. I have fought the good fight, Paul says to Timothy. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, from now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I am finished, yes, but I hear the words of Christ on the cross, it is finished, And, into your hands I commend my spirit. It was Zachariah's sorrow over having no children that was precisely the place of God's activity that directed Zachariah's life anew. Don't run away. Don't change things on your own. Instead, go deeper in your middle years and to find precisely in your loss the place of good news. I'd love to stay in touch with you. And if you'd like to come on over to touchingthesunrise.com You find there a a letter that I often write to um, those I'm in touch with, um, a heartwork community. And if you'd like to support what I'm doing, um, you can do so on Patreon. God bless you. Bye-bye.